Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There was a period of time, I think I was about 13, 12 to 13, mm-hmm. where I sort of grew in height, mm-hmm. but nowhere else. So I was really like skinny, but then I, I started getting boobs and a bum, so it looked really out of proportion yeah and I had braces and my hair just wasn't cool and it was like a time where I was like I really want to feel like I'm a cool teen but I don't feel like a cool teen Hello and welcome back. This week's guest is Zoe Sugg, the phenomenally successful blogger, vlogger, author, founder of Zoella Beauty and Mind Digital Ambassador. In this episode, we talk about Zoe's life journey from young girl growing up in Laycock to gawky teenager who really didn't know what she wanted to do for a living to working in interior designs and starting the blog that would bring her the success that she enjoys today. We talk a lot about the human side to being Zoella. Zoe's experienced a lot of anxiety and she talks about the panic attacks that she struggled with and finding therapy incredibly helpful. And also general things like imposter syndrome when she was singing with Ed Sheeran or struggling to get her camera out in public and how sometimes she just finds that really awkward and really difficult. We of course also talk about products. Zoe talks about the holographic glitter that she used to use when she was younger and hair mascara, which always used to go crusty. And then how finding hair straighteners made her feel a bit like Rachel Stevens and how that was a great moment for her. And she of course details what she uses today and the products that she absolutely loves. Here's Zoe Sugg. So I'm here with Zoe Sugg. Hello, Hello. aka Zoella, mm-hmm. um, which is quite hard not to think in my head when I look at you, Zoella, and then do you get that quite a lot? I do, actually. I think there's quite a lot of people that don't realise it's not my name. Yes. <laughs> you, I, I can imagine in the street a lot of people go, Zoella! <laughs> yeah. Was there a pre-Zoella? Were you always called Zoella when you were younger? No. Oh. So I don't actually know how Zoella came about. Like, it came about in secondary school, mm-hmm. um, but before that, just Zoe. Just Zoe. Okay, so baby Zoe. Yeah. Um, growing up in Laycock, Wiltshire, I did a Google of Laycock. It looks like my idea of fantasy England. Like, you know, like there's a little church and a yeah. little village. Was it like that? Yes, it was. But at the time, you sort of don't realise the rest of the world isn't like that. Right. So you feel like this tiny, quaint village is like everywhere yeah. and everyone has the same. Yeah. But it's used quite a lot in like Harry Potter and mm. like period dramas because it is that old (laughs) right that's exactly what it looked like to me so tell me about what that was like what was your childhood like was there an emphasis on beauty or was that just a sort of side thing your mum did yeah there wasn't really any emphasis on beauty I would always watch my mum kind of putting on her perfume and doing her hair but I don't even think back then she was as into beauty it was all very natural Mm. and you know a bit of mascara the same little makeup bag with like the same really used products in it yeah um but I don't know life life in Laycock was very quiet a lot of outdoor time I really enjoyed my childhood Mm. were you quite sporty 
No. But you were outdoorsy? Outdoorsy. Right, okay. I guess because it was kind of the only thing to do back then. (laughs) No internet, no computers. So you were growing up in the 90s, so that's slightly... For me, the 90s is kind of Spice Girls, um, you know... God, who else am I thinking? S Club 7. S Club 7, Britney. Yeah. So that that was for you when you were like 7, 6, 7, is that right? And was that quite a big deal for you, those people? Oh, for sure. Right. Steps was like my absolute (laughs) favourite band. Yeah. I loved them. And Hearsay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think back then, for me, it was like bands. Right. Pop groups. And was there anyone in particular where you were like, oh, I I just want to be them when I grow up kind of thing? I think Rachel Stevens. Oh, I mean... Everyone wanted to be Rachel Stevens with like yeah. the poker straight kind of Rachel yeah. haircut. Yeah. Um, and were you watching Friends as well? Uh, was I watching Friends back then? But I think I friends. discovered Friends when I was a bit older. Fine. Actually. Yeah. Because yeah. it is actually quite grown up. I yeah. haven't realised until I watched it. Before. I, was like, <laughs> I don't know if I'd let my child watch that. So, was there anything that you coveted then? Was there anything where you were like, I just, if I could just get my hands on that, I would, I'd like that in my life. You know those big baggy combat trousers with all the tassels coming off them yeah. I always wanted a pair of those yeah and I always wanted you know hair mascara yeah that was a thing so and that's gone now yeah, no, yeah no one uses that probably for a good reason yeah 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 but your hair was dark your, yeah my hair was dark so yeah. it never worked yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I got given yeah. a blue one and I tried really hard mm. to make it just went crusty yeah 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 it didn't yeah, look yeah. good and it's not like and also like at what point would you put that on it doesn't really serve much a purpose yeah, no it wasn't the best um did you have in your head a job that you wanted to do when you grew up or did you have any inkling of what you'd be what you would love to put your energies into I always find this question really hard to answer because Mm. I can't ever recall knowing what I wanted to do. My brother always had like this massive list of things Mm. that he really wanted to do and they were all so varied and I used to sit there and think, why don't I know what I want to do? As I got a bit older, um, the only thing that I thought I really wanted to do was be a midwife. And okay. then I realised, you know, how much work goes into that and how right. serious of a job it is. And I thought, oh, I'm probably a bit squeamish for that, actually. But you were quite nurturing then. Very nurturing. And when I was younger than that, the only thing I ever really thought I wanted to do was to be a mum. Okay. So, so very nurturing then. Yeah. Okay. So something something with helping people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. What were you into at school? Was there anything that you were especially good at? I loved art and right. photography. Okay. Um, and then went on to do interior design. But when you were a teen... And I always, all of my guests, when we get to teen years, go, oh, bad things happen, <laughs> bad things happen. Um, was there anything that for you was like, okay, like, I'm not, I'm not cool with having spots, or I'm not, you know, was there anything that was difficult about being a teenager? Yes. Oh, so, oh, oh. oh, a little knocking on the wall, that's helpful. Yeah. Now Monty's scratching. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah. For me, there was a period of time, I think I was about 13, 12 to 13, mm-hmm. where I sort of... Grew in height, mm-hmm. but nowhere else. So I was really, like, skinny. But then I, I started getting boobs and a bum, so it looked really out of proportion. Yeah. And I had braces, oh, and oh. my hair just wasn't cool. And it was, like, a time where I was, like, I really want to feel like I'm a cool teen, yeah. but I don't feel like a cool teen. And also, that's around the time that you start to become aware of the way you look in a different way, because you're like, oh, like, you're looking up to people who look like women, so you're like, yeah, I'd like to look like a woman, and suddenly you're, like, lumbered with braces, and your body's not, yeah, it's quite yeah, tricky, it's it a is. tricky time. Yeah. And did you, was there anything that helped you through that, or did you, were you just quite sanguine about it, and you just thought, it will ha- it will be fine in time? Do you know what I actually think did happen, mm. that helped? I got straighteners. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually think that made 
made a lot of difference. So Rachel Stevens to the rescue. Yeah, yeah. Rachel Stevens to the rescue. I got straighteners. I yeah. think I went for like my first proper haircut at that mm-hmm. age. You know when you go to a salon and you have someone else do your hair yeah. for you. And all of a sudden you're like, oh my hair can look cool. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've done it in a really cool way that I wouldn't have thought to do it before. Yeah. Got straighteners and started looking at makeup. And I right. think that's where... I thought, okay, I can kind of make myself feel a bit better. Yeah. Yes, my ankles might be really skinny mm-hmm. and I might not, I might have braces and I might feel really self-conscious about that, but there were things I could do to kind of balance it out a little bit. So almost your creative side came in and you yeah. were like, aha, I can do this. I can fix this. Yeah. yeah. Was it, were, were there any um, products that you, that you remember from that time that have like embedded in your mind? There actually is. So I remember my first like going into Superdrug and thinking I'm going to buy some makeup because yeah. I don't think my mum ever restricted me from wearing makeup but she, I definitely wasn't as interested in it at a young age whereas I think now mm. people are interested in it a lot younger than they were yeah. back then so I think when I started asking questions about it and I got like some Christmas money or something I thought I'm gonna go and actually buy something yeah. and I bought a Barry M Dazzle Dust and that was like the first thing Do you I remember ever the colour? Yeah, it was like a glitter, just yeah. like a holographic glitter. Right, okay. So, couldn't really see it on your eyes. No. It was really chunky. Yeah. Um, Did you put it all over your eyes? Yeah. Because that's the other thing, you get the products, because I might buy a Barry M glitter now, but I would know how to use it now. But when yes. you're younger, you just kind of go, oh, I'll put it everywhere, and it's it's a bit... I went wrong. through a phase <laughs> in my teenage years where yeah. I would put green Barry M Dazzle Dust just under my eye. Lovely. Not on top, just no. under. Yeah. And that was when I was like 15, yeah. so I don't really have an excuse for So you went through all the stages. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And was the internet a big part of your life then? Um, I think it only really started becoming a part of my life when I was about 15, okay. 14, 15. Were you and your friends communicating via, I'm thinking MSN, was it? Oh, it was MSN, MSN Messenger, okay. yeah. MSN or Messenger. AOL Chat. AOL Chat, yes, another yeah. classic place. <laughs> <laughs> um, and of course, Facebook wouldn't have been around quite then, would no, it? No, It was not just quite. before, so it was before. And there was MySpace before Facebook. Right, and were you on MySpace? Yes. And did you enjoy it? I actually loved MySpace. Okay, so you took to it like a duck to water. You were like, yeah. this is great. Yeah. I learned how to HTML code. Did so you? I, yeah. Oh, so you weren't just a casual user. You were like a... I proper got into it. You yeah. were like an internet boff. Yeah. yeah, I think from day one of social media, I was like, I'm so into this. Yeah. This is such a cool concept. You have mentioned having your first panic attack mm-hmm. when you were around 14. Um, can you talk through what that felt like briefly and also what your response to that was? Yeah, so I think I was at a house party, quite mm. young, 14, probably shouldn't have been there, that's probably why I had a panic attack. Um, and I didn't drink, but everyone around me was getting very drunk and it really made me feel trapped because yeah. I was at this house in the middle of nowhere and I just thought I can't get home. And I had a panic attack, but at the time I didn't know it was a panic attack. Right. And I called my dad at like 3am and I was like, please can you come and get me? I don't know what's wrong with me. I just can't relax. Like I can't, I don't feel safe. Right. I feel like I need to get home. And he came and got me, bless him. Mm. Um, And then from there, I, whenever there was like a social gathering or I was going to someone's house, I would kind of attach those same feelings and think the same weird thing is going to happen. But it wasn't until I was about 18 that I realised it was actually anxiety. Right. I just thought, 
it would like everyone had it. I just thought it was kind of a normal experience. But no. I think that's quite common when you're young because you don't have the language or the tools, and no one's told you. So you kind of go, "Oh yes, this is my experience. This is weird. I'm weird about this," but you don't quite know why, and it's, yeah. that makes it more scary and alien. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. You then went to work in an interiors yes. company. So you're, were you thinking at this point, I'm into this. I'll probably be happy doing something that's creative and in this vein. Yeah, I think so. And I did a college course alongside it. So Mm. I was kind of like, I wanted to learn more about the interior design industry and kind of get more rooted in that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was also doing my blog alongside that. Okay. Um, So it was, yeah, I don't know. I I did really love it at the time. Yeah. But it was still very early days. So I didn't feel like I could be as expressive in like my creative way do you remember what interiors appealed to you at the time i think it was kind of putting together kind of different textures different colors like when someone would come in and go i need to have my dining room done that was like the dream right because it was like oh wow like i can help with kind of putting together the samples for the sofa and all these different aspects that come together and then when you do it it's very rewarding because it's all there in front of you and you know that someone's really happy with it. Yeah. Um, But obviously back then I was kind of more assisting. I was never in charge of someone's entire dining room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Um, you weren't the person who could go in and be like, I want it like this. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I wasn't quite a Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen. No. More's a pity. (laughs) Do you remember what you kind of looked like and what your life was like? Like, were you still panicking? Was that quite stressful? And kind of just a day-to-day version of you. Yeah, um, it was kind of a weird point of my life because lots of my friends went off to uni. Right. I didn't go to uni mm-hmm. um, because I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I always had this thing of, I know what I'm good at and I know what I enjoy, but I don't know where I can put those skills into a career. Right. Especially when kind of back then you had kind of a careers lesson, but that was about it. And no one really went to those lessons. And also it was very, it's very like, do you want to be a doctor? A journalist? An astronaut? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And when you're very creative and you like art, you have people going, well, you can't make a living from that. Like, how are you going to do that? Mm. Or you like fashion, or are you going to design? Because, you know, you can be a fashion designer, but it wasn't very broad. Like, the the way in which you can learn about the careers was a lot more difficult. So, I think around that time, I just thought, well, I don't really know Mm. what I want to do. And I applied for uni, went to a couple of the interviews and decided it just wasn't for me. Mm. Um, And then started interior design. And I did enjoy it, but at the same time, I did feel a little bit like, is this what I'm going to be doing forever? I don't really know. Do you remember anything from your makeup routine or hair routine? What can you just paint Oh, when I was like 18? Yeah. I, I think I did the pretty much the same makeup I do now so okay. I've got I've got quite into like eyeshadow okay because I've been watching YouTube tutorials right um so I was like learning how to blend and like cut the crease and all yeah. those things yeah um and I think I was just wearing bare essentials mm. bare minerals foundation which yeah. I still wear now I love yeah. it buffed in and yeah like, were you good in. at buffing it in had you learned that yeah because okay. they had these videos on QVC where they showed you that you would like swirl buff tap yeah and then like go in and, I, and me and my mum both sat and watched them and ordered it all QVC is addictive it is very addictive, very addictive. <laughs> you actually do just want to buy everything everything they're talking about. <laughs> I frequently bought things I didn't need at all when I watched QVC. It's very addictive. Tell me about the blog then. So when you started, you're obviously, I mean, it totally makes sense given what you said that you would start a blog and that that would be what you did. Was there a structure in your head of what you wanted to do? Or were you just thinking, I'm just going to talk about the things that come into my life? So originally I'd seen a few blogs and mm. I thought that's such a good idea. And they were mostly beauty. Back then blogging was very beauty heavy. Right. 
Um, so it would be kind of things you picked up in boots or things you got given for a birthday right. and uh, like lush halls I remember I did a couple of those yeah um, so it was it was mainly the beauty but I would always throw in a bit of like life like I think my first blog post was um, the fact that I'd gone up to Leeds to visit my boyfriend mm-hmm. and we went to a cute cafe and I kind of did a mini review of the cafe okay um, and then kind of yeah I kind of just mixed it all up a bit and then were you thinking that you could do that for a living or was that just not oh no not at all okay no back, yeah. like back then people just did it for fun right and even to have someone reading it was like, oh my god, there's someone reading? Like, did you have analytics from the beginning? No, I didn't. Some I wish said. I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been so interesting. Yeah. Um, but maybe disheartening if it wasn't instantly I know. Yeah. But for me, it was more that kind of space to just talk about what I wanted to talk about. Right. And yeah, that yeah, felt yeah. really, like, liberating. And were you doing videos on YouTube from the off? No. So I started my blog, and then I think a couple of months into the blog, when I started getting a few readers... I kind of hinted at, like, should I do a video so that mm. you guys can, like, see what I sound like and see mm. how I move and see me talking as opposed to just written text. And I think there was probably, like, 50 people that were like, yeah, please do a video. 50 is quite a lot. Yeah. So it was quite successful from very early yeah. on. Yeah. I, I think, as well, back then, there was a lot of kind of, like, sharing the love and, like, right. there was such a close community yeah. of other people all wanting their stuff to be read so it was right. very like everyone would share everything and yeah. it was so nice like a nice time yeah a nice time well I think it's still nice but you know I, there bigger. are issues now yeah yeah it's a bit bigger yeah so with talking on camera this is something that I I have this belief that people either take to it maybe they're a bit shy but they either take to it or they just go I seize up I can't bear it you seem very comfortable in front of the camera, but was that instant? Oh, no. Okay. Even now, I've been doing this nearly 10 years. Yeah. Even now, I hate getting my camera out and walking okay. down the street. Yeah. Because I'm okay if there's someone else with me. Mm. I'm like, oh, I can get my camera out because I've got someone as backup. It doesn't yeah, look yeah. so weird. But if yeah. I'm on my own, I'm like, I can't pull my camera out now. Also, <laughs> there is this thing where you don't want to be one of those people. Like, not like, yeah. like do you know what I mean? Like, and I know that, like, it's not, but you don't want someone to think that you're recording your life and not living it. And there is this thing where people talk about that. And I feel, I think that people feel crucially aware now that when you're photographing your dinner, you want to do it really quickly because otherwise it's like, that's you're not so at the true. Dinner. That's yeah. so true. And because so many other people do it, it's like, yeah. you catch someone else's eye, you're taking a picture of their dinner while you're taking a picture of yours, and you're just yeah. like, oh, Instagram. Yeah. We're <laughs> like, guilty. Very yeah. guilty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss tell me about when your blog took off when did it go from being something you did on the side new interior design to being like a real thing 
Um, I think it kind of started with when beauty brands sort of got hold of the fact that people, normal people talking about beauty mm-hmm. was such a good platform for them to kind of join in on. Right. Um, I think that's where I thought, oh, this is exciting. Like, yeah. brands are kind of getting it and there's loads of people doing it and lots of bloggers would then be invited to like new launches mm. and there would be lots of like events and do you remember the first event you went to or some of the yeah first which was the first one i think it was a barriana event actually which okay. is so ironic because it was the first, first product. I, yeah exactly it kind of it all just slot into place yeah um and i remember getting the train up to london by myself yeah meeting all these people i'd never met before it was all very like out of my comfort zone you you have said, I'm going, to, I'm going to quote you at you, which is always a strange thing to do. <laughs> I'm going to say, you said, a lot of people have the assumption that because someone is able to sit here in front of the camera and speak for 10 to 20 minutes and broadcast it in front of hundreds and thousands, potentially millions of people across the internet, that it must mean they're 100% confident, have absolutely no self-esteem issues, have no real life problems, are always happy, are always jolly, that is so wrong. When I heard you say that, and it was in one of your videos about anxiety, mm-hmm. I thought that's incredibly astute and also really bold of you to say. Mm-hmm. Um, can you explain a bit more about the difficulty of being so this public figure now, but then at the same time, you're a human and you're still someone who has nerves and has sensitivities. So how does that play out for you? Um, it's actually very difficult to juggle because yeah. on one hand, you're like, you know, this is my career and I love it. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of hide behind the... Zoella kind of bubble. Yeah. But at the same time, there's so many people there that everyone will have their judgment of what they choose to take. And that is quite difficult. Yeah. Because some people get it wrong or some people make assumptions that are based on nothing. Yeah. And you just kind of have to deal with it. And that takes a long time. And sometimes you don't deal with it at all. Because you are a normal human being. But that's exactly it. On a very small scale, someone yeah. says to you at a party, like, or, you know, you hear that someone said, oh, I thought they were a bit off, offhand or whatever. And you're like, no, I must go and find that person and tell them. So yeah. on a bigger scale, it's a lot to take. Yes. And a lot to kind sure. of absorb. And also, I suppose that when you're out and about, you are recognised. And sometimes you, I would assume that that's incredible and lovely. And of course, it's great. Yeah. But also, it comes with challenges. Yeah. And I think... With my anxiety, as my... So I started working with a therapist about three years ago. Right. And as my career grew, the anxiety kind of grew with it because I was faced with all these things that I had never had to deal with before, let alone deal with as an anxious person. Yeah. Um, so that's been a good... How did you... What Do you have any coping mechanisms or what, what helped um, you? I would honestly say my therapist is probably the biggest help. Right. Like, I always try and encourage someone to speak to somebody about mm-hmm. how they feel because if I'd have done that a bit sooner... So I started speaking to her when I was 24. Do, can you? Would you mind saying what kind of therapy is? Is it chatting or is it cognitive behavioural? It's just chatting. Okay. She has done a bit of hypnotherapy before, mm-hmm. but I find that so strange. Mm-hmm. Like, my blood pressure literally drops. It's the craziest thing. Do you find it hard to believe it's going to happen? Or yeah. Just, yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. I'm like, nah, because yeah. I'm quite yeah. like, I don't know. I'm, I'm I don't the really same fully idea. believe that stuff. I'm no. like, you'll never be able to get me into that state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, you're kind of, and also when they're saying things like, go with it, you'll be like, I am, but also I'm resisting it somewhere. Yeah. So it's like, like it's trying like, to stay conscious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fact that it's yeah. happening. But for me, it was kind of, do I want to like rip the head off this weed mm. and try and keep going? Yeah. Or do I want to actually pull out the roots? Yeah. And that's why 
I decided that I was just going to put in as much effort as I could into working on it yeah. every week for three years. Yeah. Um, That's another great metaphor, actually, for anxiety, because you can yeah. just take the head off. You can take with, the, yeah. keep yeah. taking the head off. Yeah, but you need to go and yeah. deal with it. Yeah. And I think that's the scary bit for a lot of people, because, mm-hmm. I mean, when I first started having panic attacks, I had no idea why. Yeah. And that's the bit you have to try and sort out, otherwise you're going to carry on doing it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I think for a lot of people that can be really scary. Mm-hmm. And also just even the word therapy can be scary for a lot of people yeah um and obviously there's so many different types and there's so many different ways you can try and kind of battle with your mental health yeah. but i think definitely talking about it yeah is the biggest thing and that's very in line with your mind ambassador now that's very yes. in line with what you're doing there too and encouraging people to open up and kind yeah. of make it part of the popular conversation again mm-hmm. did you find that that helped straight away or was it like a very long oh process? no long process okay. long process mm. um I think when I so I first went to a doctor and I was like I think I'm having anxiety attacks I'm not too sure mm. the doctor really was very unhelpful and mm. that really put me off because you said that in your video yeah yeah because I yeah. thought I had imagined it I mm. thought oh I've really over exaggerated this they didn't understand what I was saying and I know having spoken to a lot of people and kind of seen their comments that that happens quite a lot where you kind of give up after the first hurdle Mm -hmm. especially if it doesn't feel like it went very well and I think my biggest thing to people is just keep keep going because I stopped and I wish I'd carried on like that first encounter with somebody really put me off yeah um but brave to go for the first yeah exactly Yeah, yeah exactly but you just have to find that person that works like with you I mean you're still working throughout this whole time enormously successfully were there any beauty or well-being rituals that helped you um I think giving myself like a day Mm. of like no work not thinking of anything no plans no meeting anybody but Mm. having a day in the house where you can just binge watch Netflix read a book yeah sit in the bath yeah I did that a lot. Um, I, I discovered bath salts a lot. Oh, yeah. I started doing that. I was like, oh, I love these. Yeah, because in your beauty range, there's a lot of bath salts. I yeah. Think you like a bath. Clearly. Yeah. Yeah. I think bath time for me, if I've yeah. had a really busy day, yeah. the one thing I'm really excited to do, which I think is in place of a lot of people saying, I can't wait to go home and have a glass of wine, for mm. me, it's get in the bath. Oh, yes, I'm with you. What do you do in the bath? Do you read? Uh, sometimes. Okay. So if I have like a weekend daytime bath, right? I'll go in with a book. Oh, you're really a bath fan because you have yeah. specific baths. Yeah, okay. yeah. Weekend <laughs> daytime bath, you will go with a book. Yeah, right. If it's in the evening, mm. I just kind of get in and scroll through my phone a bit, or yeah. put something on my laptop. Quite dangerous though. Having a phone off. Yeah, yeah, to be fair. Are you quite good at balancing it on something? Yeah, I've got Fine. one of those bath. Oh, the things that bath goes caddy. Bath. Right. Okay. Yeah, sit in that. And do you have a preference between bath salts, bath oils, bath? Foam, or do you mix it up? I really like a bath milk powder. Ah, yeah. okay. Yeah, we brought one out in the Christmas range, yeah. and it's so nice on your skin. It just mm. feels like you're bathing in, like, silk. And then when you get out, do you still moisturise if you've used a bath? No. No, okay, no. so you can get away with that step. Yeah, yeah that's quite nice. My least favourite step. No. <laughs> moisturising. Oh, really? You yeah. Oh, I hate it. My mum loves it. She yeah. always goes on at me, like, don't oh, forget really? to moisturise. But you're good at doing your... Are you someone who's good at doing your face? Yeah, neck up. Right. I'm great. But... Talk me through your skincare <laughs> routine quickly, actually. So you do you have any skin issues? I did. So I had adult acne right. from the age of about 25 to 27. Okay. Um, and then I went to see a dermatologist mm-hmm. and I was put on Lysycline, okay. which is the antibiotic. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and from there, I completely cut my skincare routine down. I was yeah. using like so many different products, and obviously, I get sent so many for right. reviews and. You know, I'm constantly faced with all these amazing new skincare brands. Yeah. I was just kind of throwing it all on. Yeah. And that was not helping. It's very hard as well. I mean, I similarly, as a journalist, I tried loads of products. And yeah. it's very hard to say to people, actually, I'm so sorry, but it's it's damaging your skin because yeah. you can't use loads of things. Yeah, you can't just bring something random into a no. skincare routine. No. Because it does, it does upset your skin yeah. a lot of the time. Um, so I stripped it back and I now use Liz L Cleanse and Polish. Mm-hmm. And a La Roche-Posay Effaclar Duo. Yes. Love that stuff. Great if you get spots. And a Tata Harper Reparative Moisturiser. Okay. Is that in a jar or is that the it's, pumpy one? It's a pumpy one. Right, okay, fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, And that's literally all I use. Yeah, your skin looks in great condition now. Thank you. Yeah, and it, so now you don't have the adult acne anymore. Do you no. know what brought it on? I have no idea. I'm curious. Okay. I know. Yeah. But apparently it's a lot more common than, than we think it is. Did your diet change at all? between no okay no. fine so there's nothing like dairy or whatever I was just no, trying to, I know yeah, I kind yeah, of yeah. went through all those things with the yeah. dermatologist and she was like sometimes it could just be that your lifestyle was like yeah. picked up speed your hormones change speaking of um, wellness and, and diet and health and stuff are you quite good at um, eating well and exercising is that something you're on top of um no no. <laughs> not really okay. I, I'm one of those people that goes for a pizza if I feel like a pizza yeah. I don't worry too much about it I probably should care a bit more than I do though but you look healthy so I would assume that you know, I look it but I don't know if I am inside but you're probably, do you, are you quite a busy person you're busy yeah I'm, fine. Quite, I'm quite a busy person so you're an active person yeah. you're just not someone who goes to the gym and doesn't fine yeah yeah yeah, yeah. my mum actually started going to the gym when she was like I could get this wrong if she's listening yeah. to this she could be like no that's completely wrong I always went to the gym but I remember her starting to like run marathons and things when I was probably about 10 so okay. she must have been about 13 oh, so she suddenly had so a moment yeah so yeah. she started like loving fitness a bit later on so in my head I'm like oh, I've still got time get to it yeah <laughs> but fitness is one of those things where like I think you have to get into something like suddenly yeah. it will just switch Millie McIntosh who came on the show was like I, I just I couldn't find my thing and I tried and I went to loads of classes and suddenly I was like I love weights I love oh, really? Yeah, see, I think I've not found my thing. Yeah, it's hard to find your thing. You've got yeah. to find something that works for you. I love the idea of running because yeah. I love being outside and I love going on walks, but I'm rubbish at running. I love the idea of running too, and particularly <laughs> I get panicky as well. And in my head, I'm like, oh, I'd run off my panic and it yeah. would be great. And then I run to like a lamppost and I'm like, I'm dying. I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> and my heart's like, yeah, yeah, I feel more panicked. I'm like, yeah. This is awful. Are you a good cook? Do you cook? I am not the best cook, but I love baking. I was going to say, because you bake a lot. Yeah, right? I okay, bake. Fine. Baking yeah, yeah, yeah. over cooking right. for me. But you can cook, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're not like a terrible cook. No. Okay, <laughs> um, just going back to um, Panic. Just when you started, I just wanted to ask, when you had a huge following when you were talking about that. What is it that made you think, I'm just going to open this up and talk about this? I think because... At the time, I really wished that there was someone I could have watched talking about it. Right. Someone kind of just normal yeah. and who just lives a kind of everyday life, mm-hmm. same age as me, doing the same things. And I thought that that would be really comforting. Yeah. So in my head, I thought if I can talk about this, maybe it will be comforting and reassuring and a bit eye-opening for other people watching. Yeah. Um, and obviously it was never an intention, you know, I hope I get to a certain amount of subscribers so mm. I can kind of talk about this. Mm, yeah, but yeah. it just felt like it was the right time. Also, as people were learning 
to understand the sort of person I was, it would kind of crop up in a few things. Like if I ever went to like a meet and greet, I would be so nervous. So I was quite conscious of the fact other people were probably picking up on it mm. at the same time. So mm. I just felt like it would be a really nice thing for me to kind of just get that off my chest and be like, you all think I have this perfect life and yeah. that, you know, there's absolutely nothing wrong. Mm. But actually, on a lot of days, I'm really struggling with these things. And yeah. everyone was kind of like, oh, like, of course you're normal. And yeah. that's exactly how I feel. And that perception that people have a perfect life because their career is going well because it, it's oh, yeah. really frustrating and, and so I think the internet is finally swerving now slightly to represent things that are, are more, more difficult and more, yeah. normal, and more commonplace and I think everyone's a human and that's something that's quite easy to forget um very again like this the thread that I'm picking up here is that you you have a very nurturing side to you you're very like you want to help and yeah. you're quite open to that so again with mind um and you're you're now in that role um, what does that mean to you? you? Is it just something you're doing because you think, I'm just going to try to reach as many as people as possible? Yeah, definitely. And even in the last, like, I don't know, five years, yeah. I think the more people speaking out about it who do have that following, the more difference it's making. And I do feel like it is kind of shifting in mm. that whole kind of don't talk about your problems. Yeah. I think the internet has allowed people to do that, but yeah. at the same time, to encourage others to do it, and also for people to feel less like it's just them. There's yeah. kind of this whole world of other people that can join in on a conversation like that yeah. and be like, oh, I, I have it too. And mm-hmm. like, if that had been around when I was 14 and I had that first panic attack, yeah. it, I would have felt so much better. And I would imagine that doing that work and being, and being someone who helps people almost steals you when someone's rude or you get trolling and stuff. You're like, actually, what I'm doing is this. So yeah. It's a little bit... Yeah, it's like you kind of yeah. have to just bat it out of the way. You're like, yeah. I'm on my journey. Yeah. I'm heading there. Yeah. You're in my way. <laughs> I'm doing good stuff. Don't... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, don't come in, which is absolutely right. Mm. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I get very frustrated with the kind of meanness on the internet. I think it's, it's really annoying. Um, let's talk about... So now, you're like this powerhouse I was looking at the stuff you've done I was like I cannot believe that you've done all of this like you know I mean, it's half the time <laughs> yeah I mean okay so your novelist your book Girl Online was the high had the highest first week sales for a debut author since 1998 I know isn't that weird it's mental I know it's insane like uh, do you have pinch me moments or pinch yourself moments yeah I do because mm. sometimes it feels like people like it feels like they're talking about someone that isn't me and I'm yeah. kind of like joining in on the conversation like that's cool yeah and I'm like oh wait that was me I did it yeah yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's crazy. Um, can I ask you, a work day at home, mm-hmm. when you're like blogging and working, are you quite um, structured? Sometimes. If okay. I have a lot that I have to get done and mm-hmm. I've got deadlines, then I do try and structure my day. Mm-hmm. I love a to-do list. I love like making a list, taking it off, feeling very accomplished. Taking it off is the good Oh, so good. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, if I am feeling more creative... Um, on a certain project that I'm working on even though I've got more time to be working on that project I will go and do it because especially when you're writing yeah because you can set yourself days where you're like right I'm going to write today yeah but it doesn't always mean that you're you've got your writing head on Mm -hmm. so I I do have to be a bit like lenient yeah 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 so you get more laid back yeah so you have you know what you're doing over a period of time yeah you'll kind of do what appeals that's a very but again that's the creative you it's very hard to yeah you can't force it so tell me about your products and your lifestyle products and how did it come about and what made you think I want to do this? I've always loved 
beauty and bath time especially yes um so for me and also kind of with the whole giving yourself that day to relax and the internet was becoming such a thing everyone was on their phones everyone had their heads down it it, it can kind of get very consuming yes and I was like oh, I would just love to do a range that meant you were just taking time out for yourself mm-hmm. a bit of me time bath time mm-hmm. um because I knew that for me that's what I absolutely love doing yeah so to start working on the products was so much fun yeah and to know that they're there for other people to do that is great. yeah yeah do you have a favorite product or favorite products mm. let's say three max so I absolutely love the planner which okay. we've done in boots it's like a planner slash diary because I also think adding things like what have I achieved this week what yeah. was my mood like this week I think they're so interesting to go back and look at. For sure. Because sometimes you think, oh, I've had such a successful week. Mm. But then if you go back and actually look at your mood, you'd be like, oh. Do you keep a diary offline? No. Okay. I actually don't. I guess my videos are kind of like... So you're you're documenting your life. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so you like the planner. The hot chocolate candle. Yes. Love that. And then from the beauty range, the Wish Upon a Spa box set, I okay. think, is my favourite. What's in the Wish Upon a Spa? So you've got a little bow headband. Yeah. So you know when you want to do a face mask or you want to cleanse your face but you don't want to get your hair wet? Yes, always. Perfect for that. And then yeah. you've got the bath milk powder, yeah. a shower gel, body moisturiser. Mm-hmm. It's like full of do all the best Do you use the bits. body moisturiser? I actually do. Oh, good. <laughs> I've got it next to my bed. Oh, do you? Okay, okay yeah. fine. You're not naughty. <laughs> do your body moisturising. Um, and what, have there been any challenges with that? Like, what was the hardest bit where you thought, I just didn't anticipate that this was going to be difficult? I think one of the things that I find quite hard is when you get your heart set on something mm-hmm. and it gets so far, because obviously there's a lot of people involved in it. There's yeah. the testing, the formulation testing, the scent testing. So much testing goes into every single product. And also, if you're trying to create a completely new formulation Mm -hmm. from scratch, it's a really long process. So you can get really attached to something... And then it just doesn't work. Oh, yeah. And you, and you, have, and you have to just let it go. Yeah. It goes off to the little, like, product graveyard, and it's really sad. And then yeah, you just I have to imagine. think, oh, that would have been great. Tell me now about your beauty, wellness, skin, hair, beauty routine. I know that you'll be testing loads of things. That's part of your job. Mm-hmm. But if you narrowed it down, you had a suitcase, and you had to go to a hotel in London for two days, what would you absolutely have to take? And what would you do to So I would obviously take my skincare. Yes. Um, maybe a little sheet mask. Okay. Do you have a favourite sheet mask? Um, which one's my favourite? I really love the Korean ones. Okay. All the like... Hydrating. Yeah, yeah. hydrating kind of Korean style face They have masks. to be biocellulose or they're like, it's nice when they stick on properly. Yeah, yeah. I love yeah. it. Um, what else would I take? Some cosy socks. Mm-hmm. It's not really beauty, but I feel like it's nice. Cosy. Yeah. Um, you like dry them? shampoo. Okay. Do you have a favourite? Amika is a great range. Never heard of them. It's so good. I okay. love their stuff. Right. Or, um, or Bay. Yeah. Dry texturizing or dry shampoo? Dry texturizing. The best. It's so good. Especially yeah. with, like, now I've got shorter hair. Yeah. The texturizing spray, like, is my... Do you tong it? Yeah. I tonged it today. Yeah. It just takes so long. I mean, also, <laughs> you've got quite a lot of hair. It's so thick. Yeah, you've got loads of it. I yeah. do, like, seven layers yeah, all over yeah, my yeah, head. Yeah. And by the end of it, I'm like, oh, why yeah. do I just, like, Favourite tongue, um, which is the one I use. It's an American brand called Numi. Okay, 
and it's the only tong that keeps my hair actually wavy. Oh, yeah, because it's so it will thick. Drop. Yeah, it's very hot though, so it's probably. When did you cut your hair? I should probably know that. But um, you had it really long for ages, didn't you? Yeah, I had it really long, and then in 2015, I got it cut right. to like just below shoulder and yeah. then I've gradually gone shorter and shorter interesting okay do you like it more yes I do doesn't take less time to style though no that's a misconception and I thought it would but it yeah. doesn't but <laughs> also when you get out of the shower and you've got long wet hair it takes ages to dry the so drying is the much one. better yeah that's one but you still have to style it people always think with short hair you don't and it's like nah it takes yeah, a time do. do you get a lot of recommendations from your followers yes actually mm. um, in fact one someone photoshopped um, me with like really white blonde hair, mm. short, like really short. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I kind of like that. Also, what dedication! I know it, so it looks really good. <laughs> yeah. So I actually sent it to my hairdresser. I was like, do you think we could do this? Yeah. And she was like, yeah, right. And that's when I went really short. Oh, really? Because of a fan edit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of Great. my hair. Yeah, <laughs> that's so handy. I find it quite useful. What do you think I should do, Internet? Yeah. Um, are you ever tempted to go? What makeup should I wear today? What should I? Do you do that? I actually don't, you know. Maybe oh. I should and see what they say. You think? They could go off the rails and suggest something really crazy. But though. now you've got the polls, you can control that's it. That's very yes true. Yes or no. Yeah. That's a very helpful button. <laughs> um, okay, so Christmas is coming up. Yay. Yay. Um, are you organised? Usually, mm. I am quite organised. Mm. Um, maybe I am. I don't know. In okay. my head, I think, I'd like to be more organised. Tell me when you get the Christmas tree. So I've already done that. What? <laughs> You're super organised. We're so recording this at the end of November. Yeah, okay. I literally put up my Christmas trees yesterday. Okay. I have quite a few. Okay. Yeah. And I so think, you're a Christmas person. Yeah, I <laughs> okay. love Christmas. Yeah. Um, but this year, for presents, I've not even thought about it. I mean, it's early. I know. So early. When you put up your Christmas tree, do you put a Christmas film on or Christmas music on? Music. What Christmas music do you like? What's your favourite Christmas song? Let's go with that. I th- my favourite one is Shaken Stevens' Merry Christmas, everybody. A classic. Everyone, yeah. Yeah, fine, a good classic. Yeah, I do love that. But you like all the classic ones. I do, yeah. Because yeah. sometimes the re-recorded versions, you're a bit like... No, uh, they're not yeah. the same. But you did Band-Aid. Oh, yeah, I did. But Band-Aid's always updated. That's allowed to yeah, be updated. That's allowed. You can't update Merry Christmas, everybody. That doesn't work, no. but Band-Aid. Yeah. How was that? Did you find it fun? That was. It's so funny, because whenever anyone asks me this... Yeah. And I don't mean this in, like... A bad way, but it was the most out of place I've ever felt. Really? <laughs> because I was just surrounded by all these amazingly talented singers, and I'm like, yeah, I'm just the vlogger. Like, I, I actually was asked to be here. Yeah, I promise. Yeah, and that's but, yeah, yeah, imposter syndrome. It was but, massively. Oh my god, yeah, yeah that was yeah, like yeah. my first feeling of like, this is I, 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 this is weird. Yeah. Um, Did you have to so record cool. in the room with them all? Yeah. Ooh. I shared headphones with Ed Sheeran, oh. and, and the whole time I just kept thinking, "Oh, he's gonna hear me! He's gonna hear me singing!" And it's Ed Sheeran. But you like, sound good on it. Yeah. I was listening to it, and I was like, "It sounds fine." <laughs> At least you can't hear like that one, like out of key vlog. You weren't out of key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It all works as a harmony. As yes, a whole. Yeah, yeah. God, yes. that must have been terrifying. Um, was, what's was. on your Christmas list? Oh, and sorry, favorite Christmas film before we go into what's on your Christmas list? Elf. Elf, interesting. What about eighties mm. ones? Do you have a favourite like from when you were younger or like nineties? You know, like Home Alone. Home Alone. Okay, yeah. yeah, Home Alone or Elf. I and I actually think I like Home Alone Two more than Home Alone. Home Alone Two is a superior film by Isn't far. It? Yeah, but so many people disagree with me. Do they? Yeah. No, New York and exactly. all of that. When he goes to the tree. Yeah, oh. uh, I do say that every, every time. time I go to America. I have to go. Like if I'm in New York and it's around Christmas time, I'm like, gotta go and see that tree and pretend to be Kevin McAllister. It's a big <laughs> moment. I, I love, love it. That. 
Um, so what's on your Christmas list? Is there anything in particular that you're after this year? Um, not particularly. Mm. I'm quite a sentimental person, so I like when someone's put a bit more thought into a gift. I don't know, if Alfie wanted to get a little kind of weekend away... Nice. I think I prefer like something to do. Right. Now I'm getting a bit older and I just feel like there's nothing I really want. There's funny, there's that shift where you're like, when I was younger it used to be like, can you get me a bath oil? And I'm like, well I buy my bath oil. I know. It's nice to get, but like it is nice to spend time with someone and have someone think about exactly. you and, and put their love into the present. Exactly. Yeah. Amazing. Well, you have been a fantastic guest. Thank, Thank you, you so much for coming me. on it. So that was Zoe Sugg. I hope you enjoyed the episode and that you maybe found it to be a little insight into what it must be like to be a human at the core of this huge phenomenon. And I found Zoe to be just so endearing and warm and bubbly and basically left wanting to be her friend. So I really understand why she has this legion of fans and have very much joined their ranks. Please do rate, review and subscribe if you haven't already. And I will, of course, see you next week with a brand new guest. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.